So, you like podcasts, right? I mean, you're here listening to this episode. And statistically speaking, this is probably one of 7 to 10 episodes you're going to listen to this week. Podcasts are exploding. Listenership is growing exponentially every year. In fact, last year, in 2018, for the first time ever, more Americans are listening to podcasts than those that are not. So if you're not listening to podcasts, you're officially in the minority. So if you feel like podcasts are everywhere right now, you're right. But why? And how has this all happened? And where's it going? What's our obsession with consuming audio content? And perhaps most importantly for this show and for us here at Casted, where do brands like yours fit in? Hi, I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and only B2B podcasting platform. And this is our podcast. started building Casted, as I'm sure you can imagine, especially because if you're listening to this show, you're likely a marketer. The first thing we started with was getting to know the market, doing some research. What does podcasting as a space really look like today? What is the opportunity for brands here? What does listenership really look like and how is it growing? Why is it all happening and where is it going? So many of those questions were answered for us here at Casted and for so many other people around the world by Edison Research specifically research conducted by Tom Webster. He's the Senior Vice President of Strategy and Marketing at Edison Research, and I had the privilege of interviewing him for today's show. Hey, this is Tom Webster, Senior Vice President for Edison Research. I am so excited that you are here, Tom, because you at Edison Research didn't get into this in your intro, but in addition to tons of other research that you've done. You have done a lot in the world of audio and podcasting and a lot that we have looked into ourselves here at Casted. So I'm excited to dig into it. Yeah. yeah digital audio sort of has, has kind of eaten up my, uh, my day. Uh, <laughs> it didn't used to be that way. You know, I, I, I used to research other things, um, yeah. but, but podcasting and streaming and smart speakers and, and the whole kind of world of digital audio has grown uh, so much in the last five years that it's, it's pretty much all I do. Yeah. So I guess let's, let's dig into that some more. So as, even your career is proof of, of the growth, right? So let's talk about that a little bit. How have things changed? What have you observed? Let's, let's give a little backstory before we get into the current state and the future state. Yeah. So uh, my company Edison has done this, uh, really one of the, the flagship studies of consumer media and technology behavior called the Infinite Dial uh, since 1998. It's the longest running study of, of uh, consumer media and technology habits. And it actually started uh, as a look at, you know, the, the, the very nascent field of, of online radio. And there were some companies in online radio back then that uh, almost none of them still exist you know, things like AOL radio and net radio and spinner. And, you know, we were looking at all of these things back in 98. Um, and then, you know, as we've tracked the space, we've uh, observed uh, new things coming into the space and sort of new technologies. And, you know, we started tracking podcasting back in 2006. We started tracking smart speakers, uh, such as the Amazon Alexa suite of devices about three years ago. We started tracking social media 10 years ago. So, uh, things have sort of come in and out of this, and uh, you know some things 
some things grow and stick and some things don't. But podcasting is one of those things that uh, I think over the more than a decade that we have tracked it uh, has just has really proven to be a, a mainstream American media. Yeah. And so from your perspective, why? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that it's it's becoming so mainstream and, and has seen so much growth? Well, it's always grown kind of slowly and steadily, right? It's never really had a down year. It's always added a, you know, a couple of percentage points here and there since we started tracking it in 2006. And I think it, it really kind of just reached a, a somewhat of a tipping point a few years ago. And it's not necessarily with the, the listenership to podcasts, because again, that's always been kind of growing steadily. Uh, but with the advent of, of Serial, people in the advertising market, the kind of chattering classes, uh, marketers, started to talk about podcasting more. It was always a thing. It was always there for the listeners. But there started to be more attention paid to it by marketers and advertisers. And as that attention started to get paid to it, uh, money began to be invested in the space. And, and a lot of what that money has funded over the past three years uh, has not been technology, which technology was, was really kind of not the, the issue, but it's been in more, uh, in different forms of content, more mainstream content, more mass appeal content. Uh, and that's what's really taken off uh, over the past few years is that, you know, podcasting used to really be uh, for, you know, if you looked at the, in fact, this is still true. If you look at the top 10 podcasts on something like Apple's uh, iTunes or Apple's podcast chart, it, it tends to be fairly highbrow content, right? It doesn't look anything like the top 10 TV shows or the top 10 movies. So podcasting uh, over the past few years has begun to develop more and more of that content. And as a result, uh, there, there, are, there really is a podcast for everybody. And that, that wasn't true 10 years ago. Yeah, with, with I think, I don't know if we've quite reached a million different podcasts yet, but if not, we're really close. So there, there certainly is, there's several podcasts for every person at this point. So I guess, tell me a little bit more about um, the what you've seen from audience growth and how that's maybe gone from the more entertainment consumer side of podcasts and how brands are starting to get involved. Because what it seems to me is, you know, as the audience grows, um, so, so does the interest of marketers cause where the audiences are, are where the brands want to be. So what have you seen along those lines? Well, I think one of the things that's helped podcasting and, uh, I, I, you know, I am a marketer and I say this with love in my heart, uh, for my, my fellow marketing brethren and sestren, uh, we have yet to ruin podcasting with advertising. <laughs> We have ruined many things with advertising. We have yet to ruin podcasting with advertising. And that is no small part of its uh, success and, and growth right now. And, you know, I think there's obviously room for advertising and sponsorship on podcasts uh, of, of, of many forms, you know, whether that's host read or, uh, or a pre-produced spot. I mean, all of these things work in, in moderation and in their varying degrees. Um, but, you know, it is a, it is a medium that that could go sour fairly quickly if we ruin it with advertising. Mm -hmm. um, so, in terms of uh, how I think a marketer should think about this, you know, we a lot of marketers, uh, you know, we we kind of suffer from the same disease, and that is that that we think about our crap. Um, you know, how are we going to get our crap out there? We need to tell people about about our crap, and th there's not a 
there's no clamor from the general public for a show about our crap. And when, when a marketer uh, wants to, to think about podcasting as a vehicle or a venue, I think the number one mindset you have to have is it's your goal to produce an entertainment. It's your goal to produce a show uh, because what you're competing against is not another podcast about uh, someone else's software as a solution uh, platform. That's not what you're competing against. You're, you're competing against, well, I could just listen to music now uh, or I could listen to This American Life right now or I could watch Succession now or I could, I could just go for a nice walk. Um, you know, our time is finite. I'm not going to say that our attention spans are limited because people binge watch and binge listen to things all the time. But when you are listening to a podcast, it's a very lean forward activity and it, it, you know, it kind of must replace some other activity. And so I think if you have that mindset as a marketer, um, then I, I think that's the proper mindset to go into thinking about podcasting as a, as a vehicle for messaging. Uh, if, if your number one goal is to produce an entertainment and not to spread the word about your stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's been true, of course, in content marketing forever is, you know, you know your audience, give them what they're looking for, give them, give them the information that will entertain them or educate them and give them what they're looking for. And I think that that is not only also true in podcasting, but I think it's even more the case with podcasts. Um, because to your point, podcasting, I think Jay Bear said um, when I was talking to him on this, on this show that it's, it really is the only content that you can truly consume while you're doing something else. It's the only thing that you can consume while you're mowing the lawn or driving a car. You, you can't really do either of those things and watch a video or read a blog post. At least you shouldn't, right? You shouldn't do that. And you can do that with a podcast. So you're, you, you truly are up against lots of other things. Um, it really ups the ante and um, how marketers need to truly create great content. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, people don't encounter podcasts in the same way that they encounter blog posts or, or articles online, right? They're, you know, where people are searching for an answer to a problem and then a white paper gets served up by Google or a, a blog post gets served up by Google. That's not really how people are encountering podcasts. And I, I think the, the atomic unit of a podcast has to be the show. It has to be uh, how, you know, how are we going to challenge or entertain an audience and, and aggregate that audience uh, in a way that, that keeps them engaged. And, you know, podcasting to me has never really been a reach medium. It's always been an engagement medium. And, and when you think of it that way, I, I think you make better choices. Okay, with all of the research that you've done over decades, really, in, in audio, um, I'm, I'm excited to hear what has been most interesting to you in particular, um, as a marketer, as a researcher who's seen a lot of data about all this, what's, what's the most intriguing thing to you right now? Well, a couple things. Um, you know, one, I think, is as we've had this big surge of, of new listeners into the space, and in fact, between 2018 and 2019, we tracked the, the largest percentage point gain in monthly podcast consumption that we've ever tracked in, in the infinite dial. Last year, 26% of Americans 12 plus said that they had listened to a podcast in the last month. This year, it's 32%, uh, which is a pretty sizable jump. And with a jump of that size, you would expect 
a lot more, uh, you know, people that are just sort of discovering it to be casual listeners. Maybe they've come in and discovered one show, maybe a couple of shows. Um, but one of the most interesting stats to me when you uh, sort of weighed against that is a stat that we've tracked for some time now, the number of podcasts per week that weekly podcast listeners tell us they listen to. Last year, that number was seven. And this year, that number was seven. And you might look at that and say, that's a nothing burger. That's, that's a non-story. But it actually shocked the heck out of me because I expected with such an influx of brand new listeners, I expected that number to go down, uh, right? Because you have all these new, a, a significant proportion of new users coming in. You would expect them to listen to, to just a couple of shows. That didn't happen. And, and, you know, two things were happening there at the same time. Number one, when people discover podcasts, uh, there, there are so many more kind of short run series now as opposed to ongoing podcasts that people are, are just tearing through them, even new listeners. And two, if you've been a podcast listener uh, for some time, you, you are increasing the number of podcasts you're listening to even more. Uh, and in fact, we do another study, a, a subscription-based study called Share of Ear, which is a, a single source measure of all forms of audio, online and offline. And when you look at the share of ear of the, of the podcast listener, their number one source of audio period is podcasts. And that's not a foregone conclusion, right? I mean, that's what, what that says is that podcast listeners are listening, are spending more time listening to podcasts than they are AM, FM radio, than they are their own music files, than they are streaming audio or, or audiobooks or any of these other sources. So uh, it, these are significant behavior shifts. And that's even in the face of, of all of these brand new kind of novice listeners. So mm -hmm. that was one of the more surprising things to me about this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I cannot move on without acknowledging the fact that you said nothing burger, which I'm going to steal. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word. Okay, moving on. I just had to acknowledge that. Um, one thing that I found in that report that I was really excited about was a cool thing that happened last year was that more people, more Americans anyway, have now ever listened to a podcast than ever before. Like if you haven't listened to a podcast as of right now, you're officially in the minority, like because more Americans have listened to podcasts than have not. That was a really cool stat to me. Yeah. It's, you know, the first year, obviously that we kind of ticked over into the mainstream, but, but you know, there's a, there's a warning sign behind that, I think. And it, and it comes from, you know, looking at the juxtaposition of, of three numbers, right? The, the percentage of Americans who say they've ever listened to a podcast is now 51%. The percentage who say they listened to one in the last month is 32. And the percentage who say they've listened to one in the last week is 22. Now, there's a big gap between 51 and 22, right? And some of that is, you know, people that maybe uh, have, you know, sampled a podcast, didn't like it, didn't return to the space, maybe tried it years ago, found it too difficult, which is no longer true and didn't come back to it. Right. So there's still uh, opportunity there, in, not just in sort of brand new user growth, but also maybe reacquainting people with the space and, and uh, introducing them to the kind of content that maybe didn't exist when they first tried a podcast. So all of that said, we talked a little bit at the beginning about um, marketers and you and I are both marketers. What, what have you seen and how does this all come together specifically on the brand side? What, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, podcasting is a tough space for brands. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I think uh, the, 
the the best branded content I've heard again has has not really been about uh, it's not been about a product or a service uh, or even the company per se. It's been about a problem that the audience shares and an entertaining look at that problem. And by the way, it happens to be brought to you by a, you know company A or, or or company B. And and there's a there's a fair body of research, not for podcasting, but for other forms of sponsored content that that we know that that works, right? And you know we're starting to do. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, brand lift studies at Edison for companies that are producing brand brand uh, branded podcasts and uh, branded content and things like that. And so you know we're starting to get a sense of of what really works and and what doesn't. And, you know, what, what we see that works the best is, uh, is an entertaining show, an entertaining show about uh, some slice of life that, that uh, this audience shares and perhaps shares with, with the, the company that's, that's putting on the podcast. And the attitude that gets changed, you know, you think about a commercial, uh, you know, it's just sort of a spot advertisement. You know, what is the behavior they're looking for? They're looking for you to take an action. They're looking for you to try a product. Um, and that's not necessarily what branded podcasts are good at, but, but what they are good at is changing how you think about the company and the people who work at that company. Um, you know, and, and some, of the, some of the work that we have done uh, on, on branded shows, I mean, that's exactly what we're measuring. You know, we're, we're measuring, uh, do you feel like this company actually cares about this particular issue and how that changes before and after exposure to the podcast? And it's, it's working um, it's working because, you know, a, it's working because there are credible, trustworthy hosts, I think that have a lot to do with it. Uh, but also, I mean, the content is relevant. The content is entertaining. Um, and it's, it's content that you would, that you would listen to whether it was sponsored by that company or not. But the fact that it is brought to you by that company in, in some kind of native, uh, unobtrusive way actually changes people's opinions, not about a product, but about the people who work for that company, they must be good people to have brought me this great show. Um, and, and, you know, and that's sort of a, a baseline uh, behavior shift or an attitudinal shift that could lead to a behavior shift. And that's, that's where I think the real power lies when it's done right. I could not agree more that that is so huge. And I think um, with it, again, with any content, with any marketing content, you, you, you toe the line. You have to, you have to be careful and you have to be cognizant of why am I doing this? What value am I adding? How am I serving my audience? But again, even more so when you literally are speaking to them, human to human, you know, voice to ear. Um, if you can serve them with content that is entertaining, relevant, truly helpful, bringing value in some way, showing, shining a light into the, um, personality of, of your brand and your company culture, um, that is either trust building or I don't know if it's trust breaking, but it definitely can, can easily put a bad taste in someone's mouth. So you've got to be really cognizant of, of how am I, how am I presenting myself? What kind of impression am I giving about my company based on this content that I'm delivering to my audience and, and how I'm delivering it? Yeah, no doubt. All right. So that said, what, what do you see happening um, now and kind of as we move forward, as podcasts continue to grow and as listenership continues to grow over time, where do you, if you had to get out your crystal ball, where do you see brands fitting into that um, over the next 
couple of years and next few uh, reports you do? Well, I think it's really going to come down to how committed the brand is to the space, uh, because I think dabblers in the space will not be rewarded. Um, You know, I think just putting your VP of product on a show uh, and having them interview other people in the company uh, is it's not, that's not a podcast that people are clamoring for, right? That's a, that's, that's a supply side equation, uh, but not a demand side equation. So I think uh, it's, it's not going to reward the dabblers. And I think what uh, the companies that will succeed here are going to be the companies that, that make a significant investment, uh, make a significant investment in the, uh, the attraction and engagement of a genuine audience and not just, hey, let's turn on a microphone and, and uh, talk about uh, the next release of our product, right? Um, so, and that, uh, and they're going to have to find a way uh, to, to measure that and to see if it's really worth it for them. And I think for some companies, that's absolutely going to be worth it for them. And for some companies, it's, it's not going to be worth it for them. Um, I, I think you're going to, you know, one thing about, uh, about, podcasts and narrative content and, and, you know, the kind of, uh, interview shows and things like that, you know, the skills required to produce really compelling, really compelling either narrative form audio or, you know, theater of the mind, or even, uh, just a great interview show there. Those skills are rare. I'm not even going to say they're uncommon. They're just flat out rare. Uh, a lot of, a lot of those skills have come out of public radio because they've had to maintain that muscle memory. For, for so many years because that's what they produce on the air as well. And that's, you've seen public media uh, have lots of people hired away because the, the kind of uh, talent to produce a great show does not grow on trees. And you're going to see that sort of consolidated and, and uh, you know, find its way into, into various companies that, that produce really compelling branded content. Um, you know, for any uh, company, I think, that's looking to produce a podcast I would I would want to make sure that they're uh, they're truly committed to putting on a show, and and that's no small commitment. Yeah, and and to that note, you mentioned this before. The most obvious person to be the host is not necessarily the right choice, right? Just because it's your your front person for this or the highest ranking for that or the most logical person or the right title doesn't mean it's the right person. It's the person who can do the best job and who can be most relatable, most compelling, most entertaining to the audience that you're trying to reach. And who knows the subject matter enough to talk to the people that you're going to be talking to on the show. And that has been really interesting. A lot of the conversations that we've had on this show about how that comes to surface and about how that person emerges or doesn't, um, and what that looks like over time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of an ego thing for a company, right? I mean, everybody, we all, it's the Lake Wobegon effect. We all think we're better than average. (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I've attended a conference of, uh, you know, really wonky public opinion pollsters like myself, uh, (laughs) for, for years and years and years. And that conference has always hired, uh, and it's, it's the same person and he's fantastic. A, a professional host, like not someone, not another public opinion researcher, uh, but they've hired a, a very sort of entertaining uh, character who knows the arc of the event and threads everything together all day long. And, you know, what, a, what an asset to that event he actually is because, and, you know, nobody thinks, oh, he's not a researcher, get him off the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he actually sort of 
translates what we do into an entertainment. And it's the highest goal for a podcast, I think. Marketers are listening to the show who either have a podcast or are thinking about having a podcast. What, what are some of the takeaways you want them to know based on everything you already know? Yeah, I, you know, the, the number one thing that I, I would like them to take away is uh, to get out of their heads a little bit um, and really think audience first. And every choice that you make and every decision, uh, every aspect of content that you decide to put in or leave out of your show, really make it an audience first decision and not a company first decision um, because people will smell that, right? That's, that's not what people are looking for. Um, so if you genuinely make audience-focused decisions, if everything is on the, on the side of the audience, uh, then, then you can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but that also means learning more about your audience. And I, I think it can be a dangerous thing to, uh, for a, a company to start a podcast and not know enough about its audience before they really start uh, going into it, right? Um, you know, you might... Uh, you know, and, and it, it, that's even like really simple decisions. Like, uh, you know, you, you look on the charts for podcasts and you see the top podcasts are all an hour long. And so you decide, well, our, our, uh, software company podcast is, is going to be an hour long. Well, maybe that's not what your audience wants, right? Maybe your audience, uh, maybe if you gave them a, a 10 minute podcast that you actually pitched as listen to us on your lunch break, um, maybe that's a, a more successful option for you, right? Cause that's really looking at the, the time that your audience has uh, in an average day to listen to something and, and trying to find a way to fit into their day as opposed to making them adapt to yours. So, you know, that's anything else that I would say, to be honest, really comes down to putting the audience first. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much to today's guests. And to learn more about them and see Casted in action with clips of today's show, and related content, visit casted.us. Thanks so much for listening.